This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Last month, I ministered a message on the Holy Spirit, and we focused on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I I really feel led uh, this month to continue to talk about the Holy Spirit and really uh, keys on how to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I think it's very important that we learn how to be led by God. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people um, and religion will almost tell you that um, that God doesn't speak to man, man anymore, that that God is somewhere far off and you can't really get too much information from God, you know, and religion will tell you that and, and it will, it, you know, it will put God in a box. And religion does that. Religious systems do that. But, you know, I'm glad that we're not in a religious system. We're in a relationship. Amen. 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 And so we, we, we're, our, our Christianity should not be just based on religious systems. Amen. Just religious works and doing good things, going to church and at least getting that one hour a weekend and. Uh, you know, and, and maybe reading your Bible every so often. It's more than just doing religious works. Amen. And, and really, God, really, he, he created us for fellowship. Amen. And this is so important because a lot of people don't realize that. And so religion will almost tell you that even that maybe some ministers that are really close to God, maybe they're the only ones that hear from God. They're, they're, you know, religion will tell you only the, the preachers hear from God, but, but all you peasants down here can't, can't hear from God. Amen? That's what the religion will tell you. But I, I won't tell you that today. In other words, God wants to speak to all of us. Amen. And there's no peasants in the kingdom of God. There's no paupers in the kingdom of God. You all are kings and priests unto your most high God. Amen. Do you believe that today? Amen. So God, you know, he wants to speak to us. And so really, and, and, and we should have a desire to want him to speak to us, uh, to, to speak to us. And, and, you know, uh, some of the reasons I, I put down here why God really wants to speak to us. One is he, he wants to preserve our lives. He wants to protect us. Yes, he does. And, you know, I, I, uh, you know, that's one reason. Another reason he wants to give us opportunities for blessings. Amen. Amen. So if you can hear from God and God can reveal some truth to you, he wants to show you how to be blessed. Do you believe that today? And he wants to also, you know, he wants to prepare us for upcoming trials. You know, God wants to prepare us. He doesn't want us to be caught, you know, not knowing you know, what's going on. In other words, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal truth to us. And the Bible actually says he'll show us things to come. Amen. So you don't have to go to a fortune teller Amen. as a Christian. You don't have to get your palm read. Amen. Amen. As Christians, we should not be doing those things. You shouldn't be looking in the paper at that horoscope, you know, to see if you're going to have a good week. Amen. But, you know, some Christians do that. They don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know that that God wants to minister to them, that God wants to. There he goes again. That God wants to minister 
to you. And, and so, and, 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 you know, as I was thinking about that, God wants to preserve our life. If you study out the Bible, you study out when God spoke to people, he would, he would either uh, give them a warning or he will reveal to them how to be blessed. And, you know, I think about this. Let's open our Bibles and let's just get just look at uh, Genesis, which is the book of beginnings. How many people love the book of Genesis? And if you don't under, if you can't understand the book of Genesis, you won't understand too much of the Bible because I'm telling you, there's a lot of good stuff in the book of Genesis. And it's the book of beginnings and, and a lot of things that you can learn. And um, here in in <laughs> Genesis four. Um, you know, this is Adam and Eve and uh, in Genesis chapter four. And it says, and I'm going to start with verse one. It says, now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived, bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Also, Abel brought the firstlings of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offerings, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and its countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not well do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. And so I wanted to stop here and say this, that, you know, it says in the process of time, I guess they had they, they set up a sacrifice system. They learned it from their parents and they sacrificed to the Lord and Cain and Abel sacrifice. And God honored Abel's sacrifice. And but God did not honor Cain's sacrifice. And I really believe it's all on our heart intent in how we give to God. And and the Bible actually says that Abel gave the first things and his very best. And God doesn't have to accept our, our leftovers. Amen? Amen. But God accepts our best and God wants our best from us. Do you believe that today? Amen. And this is interesting that that we know in the scriptures that when when at times when they would give an offering or when they would set up an offering, we know this in the day of Elijah, that Elijah set up an offering and a fire fell from heaven to devour that offering. Now, that might have happened with Abel's offering that a fire may have developed, you know, burned up that. And it was like a approval. Oh, you're, you're good. You know what I'm saying? And, and probably nothing happened with Cain. You know, it was all crickets, right? Nothing happened. And Cain was probably embarrassed. Amen. His offering wasn't doing well. And he got angry. And this is the interesting thing about God is God. See, see, I don't believe that Cain was predisposed to be an evil person. Hello. Some people will teach that God predisposes God. You know, he, he creates the evil people and the good people and the evil people are going to be evil and the good people are going to be good. And that's just the way it is. They're going to go to God and the evil people are going to go to the devil. And that's the way it is. But I don't believe that. Amen. I believe that what the Bible says is that God gives each one of us choices. Amen. And the Bible says, choose this day who you serve. Yes. So you have the power of choice this morning. Yes. You have the power to choose righteousness, good, or to choose evil. You choose. Amen. For me and my house, 
I'll serve the Lord. And that's the way we need to be. We need to, you know, put that on the front door of our hearts for me and my house. I'll serve the Lord. So, 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 so I don't believe Cain was, was predisposed. He was already in his DNA to, to walk away from God. The reason why I say that, because God warned him. And God spoke to Cain and he said, listen, you know, sin is at your door. Sin wants to take you down. Basically, sin is synonymous to Satan. Satan's at your door. He's knocking on your door. He wants to take you down, but you can master this. Right. So so he was being so God was warning him. He was, God was warning Cain and trying to uh, counsel Cain and trying to get Cain into a place because he said, if you do well, you will be accepted too. So he was trying to get Cain in a place of blessing. I want to say this to you today is God's trying to get you in a place of blessing. He wants your, he wants you blessed. He doesn't want you cursed. He doesn't want you uh, in poverty. He doesn't want you sick. He doesn't want you broke, busted and disgusted. Amen. Amen. No, he wants you blessed. But, but see, he wanted Cain blessed, blessed as much as he desired able to be blessed. Amen. And that's why he came in and he spoke to Cain to get Cain to obey and to change his heart. But see, you know, we 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 have we have uh, we can make the decision for God or against God. We can make the decision for the flesh or against the flesh. And so God will always lead us into blessing. The devil will always drive us into the curse. Amen. There's nothing good about the devil. There's nothing good about living in this world system. There's nothing good about that. No, I, I desire to live in the kingdom system. So we're talking about being led by the spirit of God. And it's important because if you learn to be led by the spirit of God, it can save your life. Some people think, oh, man, you know, when, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. It's your ticket. You know, when it's your time to go, it's a long life, a satisfying long life with long life. I will satisfy you. In other words, you're not supposed to be cut. Your, your life is not supposed to be cut in half. You're not supposed to die at 30. No, with long. Well, God wanted another angel in heaven. Where is that at in the Bible? God just took them home, you know. That's a good one. They, they always say, God just took them home. Yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, God takes you home. But, you know, we have choices, too. Yeah, amen. 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 In other words, we, we need to stand for God and stand for righteousness. And we can do some things to lengthen our lives down here as Christians. And we can do some things to shorten our lives. Amen. 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 And, you know, obeying God can lengthen your life. Yes. Disobeying God can shorten your life. Can I get an amen in the house today? <laughs> so, so, so we're talking about being led by the spirit of God. And God wants to lead us even in the smallest details of our life. And he's always trying to get this. When God is leading us, he's going to always try to protect us or he's going to always try to bless us. He's always trying to reveal a blessing, open a door for a blessing for us, or he's trying to protect us or he's trying to prepare us. Amen. 
Amen. He wants to prepare us. And we know that because God spoke to Noah and he prepared Noah for the flood. And then he helped Noah build uh, an ark to save his family. So Noah was sensitive enough, sensitive enough to hear from God to do what God called him to do. And see, and that's, and I really believe that's the reason, see, a lot of times, you know, they say, why did that good person die at such an early age? I would have to say they weren't hearing God clearly. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? They may have done, they may, they did not hear God clearly. There were, when the buildings came down and I think it was 2001 when the, when the two trade centers were, came down, when the airplanes went in, there were people that were Christians that didn't go to work that day. God spoke to them. And, you know, there were some people that heeded the voice. You know, it's not, it wasn't, it was out. They just didn't have a leading. They just didn't feel right about going. And they, they didn't go to work. And, and God protected them. Yes. Amen. And again, God wants to protect you. Amen. God's not out here to hurt you. He's not out here to kill your joy. Amen. He's not a kill joy. Uh, no, he's trying to protect you. Yes. Amen. That's the same thing with your kids. You know, you don't allow your kids to do some things because you want to protect them. Amen. There's some things that they, you don't want your five-year-old trying to drive the car. Praise God. Amen. Or your 10-year-old. Maybe Amen. some of you, you lived in a country, you probably was driving car at 10. But are you... <laughs> Are you, you know, you don't, you, you, you want to protect your, you don't want your kids to be out there. You know, I don't, we don't allow our kids to be out by themselves. And, you know, we don't drop them off at the mall at six years old and say, have fun for, for the day. No, why you didn't? Because they could get hurt. There, there's, there's mean people out there. And so we're, we're on them. We're, we're with them. We're, you know, and the same thing with the Lord. The Lord wants to be with us. Amen. And so, so how does God lead us? How does God guide us? He, he leads us and guides us. And a lot of people think, well, God leads us and guides us just by open doors. You ever pray to prayer like this? Lord, if, that, if you open that door, I'll walk through it. Lord, just open the door. Just give me an open door. Right? Well, what if, what if some, some, bar, some bar, some club... Um, um, called you up and said, we want you to be the bartender. Well, that's an open door. I've been looking for a job. Well, that goes against God. Because, you know, you know the bartender is, a, the, the, the bar is a counterfeit church. The bartender, you know, is a, a counterfeit pastor, right? He serves the spirits up, right? And so, in other words, you can pray. Have you ever prayed this prayer? Lord, if this is not you, close the door. That's not the way God leads us because the devil can close the door. But we pray that like that. Lord, open the door if it's you. Close the door if it's not. Have you ever prayed like that? But that's not the way. God doesn't want us to be led by a hit and miss system. Amen. Lord, if it's you, let a bird fly over my head. God doesn't want no he wants to he wants to lead us through an inward witness say an inward witness witness. amen Proverbs 20 27 says this the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the inner depths of his heart and um, what does that mean that means the spirit of the Lord is you could say the light bulb of the Lord in other words God wants to illuminate us with truth through our spirits, not just through our minds. 
And then our spirits pick it up and it comes to our mind, but he speaks to us through our spirits. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so in Romans 8, 14, it says, for as many that are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. Not as many that are led by, you know, um, our flesh or by feelings. You know, as Christians, we should not be led by circumstances or feelings or, um, you know, what it looks like. Or even if you're having a hard time. Some people, because they are having a hard time in their walk with God, they start questioning if they're in the will of God. Just because you're having a hard time does not necessarily mean that you're not in the will of God. Amen. Because the Apostle Paul had a hard time all his life. And they were trying to kill him. And they, and they were doing all these things against Apostle Paul. And you know what? He was in the perfect will of God. And some of us, because we're having a hard time. Oh, man, we're having a hard time. Must be not be God's will for me to be here because I'm, I need to go to the place where it's easy. And so what we try to do is it's natural for us to escape, you know, uh, 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 the desert. None of us want to be in the desert. But I'm going to say this. Warriors are made in deserts. You learn to trust God in your desert. You learn to trust God in the hard times. Now, I'm not saying that God is cause. God's not calling us to a Job ministry or to a Apostle Paul ministry. Apostle Paul was set out separately. God said what great things he would suffer for the gospel. But that's not a blanket saying for everybody. Amen. And some people will try to preach. Well, if you start serving God, it's going to be hard, 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 hard. God's a hard taskmaster. No, the devil's a hard taskmaster. The Bible says that God's yoke is easy yes. and his burdens are light. Yes. Amen. So, you know what? When you're doing it right, it's easy in God. Praise God. When you're doing it under the grace, it's easy. It's only when you try to do it in your own power and in your own strength. That's when it gets hard. Pastor, it's hard serving God. No, it's hard serving the devil. Amen. It's really easy serving God. But the, the, the enemy wants you to make you think that it's hard serving. And religion will tell you, oh, man, you're going you're gonna to have to really live like a, a monk if you're going to really serve God. Amen. But that's not true. Amen. Amen. And so and so it says here that many are led by the spirit of God. These are sons of God. I like one scripture that says that if you don't want to be under the law, you, you need to be led by the spirit. And so what is God trying to do? God, listen, God doesn't want to judge you. You know, God is good. He's holy. He's righteous. He's a righteous judge. But he, but part of his nature, he has to judge sin. Amen. He has to judge wrongdoing. Amen. And if we're in a place of wrongdoing, God wants to reveal to us areas in our life that we're doing wrong. So that we can judge ourselves. How do you do that? You quit doing the bad things. <laughs> it's not like, I'm sorry, Lord, I messed up. And, but that's okay. You know, I got the grace card. And you keep doing it. No, it's, <laughs> you judge yourself by stopping. You know, if, are you hearing what I'm saying today? You, you, you do everything you can to fight sin. Yes. To fight the, the, the urge to go the wrong way. Amen. Am I talking to the right crowd today? Yes. You, you, you do everything you can to walk right before God. Amen. Amen. God will do the rest. He'll give you. He, actually, God will give you the power to walk right before God. The grace of God gives us the power to walk right before our Lord. Amen. 
In John 16, 13 and 15 says, however, this is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take a mine and declare it to you. And so I want to say this to you today that Jesus said it was, Jesus said it was expedient that he, that he had to go. I mean, it, it was great thing that Jesus went to the cross and he went on to heaven because that opened the door for the Holy Spirit to come down and to minister to each one of us personally. Amen. And so, you know, some, you know, what would you rather have Jesus in the flesh, you know, where you can share him with with, you know, seven billion people and, and try to get with him or the Holy Spirit in every believer. Amen. Amen. I'd rather have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in all truth. Amen. Amen. So so I'm going to say this is you have to understand the nature of man if you're going to be led by the spirit of God. You know, man is a threefold uh, has a threefold nature. And what do I mean by that is, is that we're made in the image of God. Okay, so when God created us in Genesis, it says that he created us in his image and in his likeness. And uh, in John, it talks about that we need to worship Jesus in spirit and in truth. And, and uh, Jesus said that God is a spirit. So when you were created, you're not just a body. And you're not just a soul. Amen. You're, you're a spirit being. Amen. Is this helping anybody today? Amen. You are a spirit. In other words, the Apostle Paul says in his writings, he said, I could go. He was talking about departing. He was talking about dying. It was a place in his ministry where he said, I can go and depart and be with the Lord where it would be much better. Or I could stay and it would be much better for, for the body of Christ at that time. And he said to stay, he said he was betwixt between the two, but he said, I'll stay for your sake. But he said to depart. What was he mean? Was he meaning his body to depart? No, he was meaning his spirit. You are a spirit being. You live in a body and you have a soul, which is your mind, will and emotions. So you have to understand that psychology, you know, psychology is derived from a body and a soul, a mind. But we're more than just a body and a mind. We are a spirit. Glory to God. We're eternal spirits. Amen. And so we got to get that understanding because God communicates with us through our spirits, through our spirit. So he communicates through uh, uh, with us through that. And so. And so we got to get that understanding that he does that and praise God. And so in, in there's a scripture that says that may your whole spirit, body and soul be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord. That's, that's in first Thessalonians five twenty three. And so the apostle Paul says, may your whole spirit, soul and body. So actually, the apostle Paul divides each part spirit soul and body. Amen. And so, and then, you know, you don't just take one scripture and make a a doctrine out of that. Uh, In Hebrews, uh, in chapter four, verse 12, it talks about 
uh, that uh, that uh, that the word of God is more sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, marrow and bone. Soul, spirit, marrow and bone is your body. So it's dividing all three. Amen. Is this helping anybody today? So we got to understand this, that God does, is not a mind. He doesn't speak to us through our mind. He communicates us with us through our spirits. And, and really, the number one way he communicates through, uh, to us is, is a leading by the Holy Spirit. It's, it's a peace factor. Is this helping anybody today? You know, if you're not, if it's not quite, it's not right. You know, if, you know, uh, and, and I would say this, that 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 when God, you know, when when he saved us, you you got a brand new spirit. And so the Bible says that your new creations in Christ, second Corinthians five seventeen, your new creations in Christ, old things are passed away and all things are new. What became new? The Bible says, actually, your heart became new. Well, not the heart that pumps your blood. Your heart is talking about your spirit. Your spirit became brand new. And the Bible says a new covenant that God will make with us. That it wasn't like the covenant of old where they had to obey these laws. He said, he said, my my words I'll put in your hearts and in your minds. In other words, where we have, once we get saved, we have a want to, to obey God. Yes, amen. Amen. And he said he'll put that in. So, so really, we need to understand that that is so important that God gives us a want to, to serve him. Uh, I know one lady, you know, she was, you know, this one minister was, uh, uh, was ministering about salvation. And this one girl, she loved to go to the clubs and dance and. She said, um, she said, you know, to the preacher, she said, would I, I love to dance. And if I accept Jesus, would that mean that I would have to stop dancing? He said, no, just go and accept Jesus. And, and then, uh, then God will reveal to you what you, what you need to do. And don't even worry about the dancing thing. So she, when she received Christ, she said the, the want to of dancing went away. In other words, our flesh may want to do a lot of things that are worldly and ungodly. But our spirit always wants to do the right thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So our spirit is always in, it's in tune, it wants to be in tune and be in tune with God's spirit. And so your spirit will always want to do the right thing. And so, and so we got to get an understanding of that and that we got to get an understanding that we are a new creation in Christ. And that's the reason why when you get saved, you don't even have to really know what the Bible says pertaining to your bodies and keeping it as a living and holy sacrifice. Amen. I knew when I got saved and I was dating this young girl, I knew there were some things I needed to stop doing. I was 20 years old. She was in college. There are some things in our relationship that I needed to stop. And when I first got saved, I said to her, I said, things are going to have to change. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm -hmm. And so, in other words, you know, I was doing some things that weren't right. Now, I never read a scripture on your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Glorify God in your I never read that, but I knew there was an intuitive knowing that I needed to stop some things. Mm -hmm. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? I knew that partying wasn't right. It just was intuitive. It was, I knew that it wasn't right to go out and party. I, I, um, when Yen first got saved, 
and uh, she, uh, she she was invited to the club. Now she was never a big drinker. She didn't like drinking because she always likes to be in control. <laughs> and when you drink, sometimes you're out of control. Amen. That's why you got to be very careful about drinking. Amen. The Bible says, "Do not get drunk uh, with wine, and but be filled with the Spirit." Yes. So we're we're not. We're, that's really a drinking is really a it's a um, counterfeit. It's a counterfeit to the Spirit of God. And really, there's nothing good in drinking. Amen. I'm just putting a plug there. There's, there's really nothing good. There's really, it's, 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 it's all in there. You say, well, I'm just doing it for the taste. Yeah, but after six Budweiser's, you know what I'm saying? Is it really for the taste? <laughs> no, I think most people get a drink for the buzz. That's why I drink at the Lord's table. Why? I want the buzz of the Lord. I want to be drunk with the Lord. I want the joy of the Lord. I don't want to substitute that for some alcohol that's really, that will depress you at the end. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? I'm not looking for pills or drugs or alcohol. I'm looking for Jesus. Amen. Is this helping somebody today? And so, and so you, you don't have to read the Bible to know because God has already downloaded righteousness into your heart. And all you have to do is be led by the Spirit of God through your spirit. Amen. And so when Yen went to this club, she was invited. She said that she felt evil all around. Now, now she went to the club before and never felt that. But when she got saved, she felt evil. She said, this place is evil. <laughs> She felt uncomfortable. Think about that. See, this is a key where you know you're being led by the Spirit of God. Are you feeling really uncomfortable? Now, 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 let me put it this way. Sometimes when you're in a service, you may feel uncomfortable, but that might be the conviction of the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to you, to get you in a place where you can walk in the blessing of God and you're not in that place yet. So sometimes the, the word of God will make us feel uncomfortable. So we got to understand that it can, you know, and the word of God should bring comfort to those that are doing right and struggling and, and keeping doing right and, and make the ones that aren't doing right uncomfortable to get them to go going right. But then there's an area where you don't have that peace. You know what I'm talking about. And you don't want to go in that place. And so that was the last time I believe you ever went to the club. Amen. And so, you know, so, so God will lead us through an inward witness and really through a peace zone. And are you feeling a peace about it? Amen. And I remember that uh, she was invited to, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to use Yen as another example. She was invited to uh, the Philippine Culture Center where they were having uh, some kind of party over there for the, uh, for the Asians over there. Uh, um, uh, for the Vietnamese people. And she didn't know this. She was invited by her parents and it was uh, Buddha's birthday. And when she got in there, she found out it was birth- Buddha's birthday. Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. You know, she felt bad. She said, I can't get in here. You know what I'm saying? Now they weren't probably doing that, but, but they were, they, they had their altars and they were sacrificing to their gods and all that. And she said, she just felt this fear. That came on her like, I got to get out of here, man. I, I, I can't, I can't be in here. She called me and said, I got to get out of here. You know, when you start feeling that, you know, it's, ooh, you know, it's almost like a reverential fear of God. It's like, it's almost like a holy, a holiness, you know. Has anybody ever been there? Yes. She, she did stay. Amen. Thank God. 
You know, and this and this is a way. Listen, if you want to keep yourself sharp in the spirit, how many people want to keep themselves sharp in the spirit? You want to be sharp in the spirit, because God will speak to you even in the smallest areas to help you avoid accidents, problems. Do you believe that today? Yeah. Have, you, have, have you ever been driving down the road and you forgot to put your seatbelt on and you feel like, oh, I got to put my seatbelt on. You didn't even have a thought. You just. Some of you may put your seatbelt on before you drive. Sometimes I do it after I'm driving. <laughs> I'm just in the car and I'm going, oh, yeah, you know, because I have a thousand things I'm thinking about. And then I put the seatbelt on. And I would just give you an example. Just yesterday, uh, Christian's been learning how to open the car door. And he's been learning how to open that car door and escaping out of the car while it's parked. And so we were, we were leaving um, my parents' house. We celebrated my mom's birthday yesterday, mom. And um, as we were leaving, uh, Yen just felt we need to put the child lock on that car door. And, you know, she just said, we need to do that. I said, let's do that. So she put the child lock on the car door. And do you know why we're on the highway? Christian tried to open that door. God's trying to protect some of us. What if, we're, what if you're not sensitive? Well, God wanted another child in heaven. You know, what if he fell out of the car and died? Well, that was his time to go. No, no, it wasn't his time to go. Maybe we didn't hear God. Maybe we weren't sensitive enough to hear what the Spirit of the Lord was saying to, to advert tragedy in our lives. Don't say that God is the one that's causing every problem in our lives. We're, we're not hearing God. We're not sensitive to God. We're, 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 we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're so busy. And we're, we're so busy doing things that we can have accidents. Is this helping anybody today? Amen. So, so God wants to lead us through the smallest amounts. And I'm going to just give you one key. I've got to close this down in a couple minutes. Man, it's getting good, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'm going to give you one key because these are keys. And I talked to you about that. Uh, the Holy Spirit said to Brother Hagen one day, if you learn to listen to me, I'll make you rich. And I mentioned that a couple of weeks. How many people want to have a, you know, rich means to have a full supply. You know, it's not just mean you being a millionaire, but it means that you have more than enough to meet your needs and needs of other people. It means you got money in the bank. It means you're not struggling. It's not like you're you're not living paycheck. God wants you living in abundance. Do you believe that today? He wants to lead you into success. And so one of the ways of, of, of staying, you know, frosty, if I may, staying uh, in a place where you can hear God is you got to protect your conscience. Your conscience. What is your conscience? Well, your conscience is the voice of your spirit. And so the apostle Paul talks about this, that talks about this. uh, It talks about this in the book of Acts that the apostle Paul talks about the conscience. And he says that I always maintain a clear conscience. So what does that mean? That means that we need to make sure that we're doing the right things. Amen. <laughs> in other words, the, the Bible talks about in, in, in Peter, Peter talked about if you, you know, there's some things that you need to add to your faith. Well, one of the things to, 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 to enter into the kingdom of God with no problems, you, you want to hear the first, things he, the first thing he mentioned that you need to add to your faith, moral excellence. 
In other words, we need to be morally excellent in what we do. In other words, we need to do the right things. And even when nobody's looking, we're doing the right things. In other words, we're not those Christians that lie, cheat, and steal. Are are you hearing me today? Well, uh, well, Pastor, I tell little white lies. There's no white lies. No, you be honest. If your spouse, if your wife, husbands, asks you if they wear a new dress, does this dress make you look fat? You know, and don't lie and say, oh, baby, you look good if, if she looks, you know, if she has added dimensions. <laughs> oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? You got to be honest. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't tell her that she, you know, you know, hallelujah. Be honest. Hallelujah. Don't, you know, if she has a hair, she just did her hair up and it looks like last year's bird nest. Be honest. Amen. You know, you, know, you can be honest in a nice way. You can say, how do I look? You look Interesting. You look amazing. Amen. Amen. So what I'm talking about, I'm talking about that you want to be honest as possible. Because when you're not honest and you lie here, you don't tell the truth here or you don't keep your word here. It affects your faith and it affects your heart. And if, and, if and it, what it does, it, it, it will hurt your faith when you really need to believe God. When you say things that are not right and you're speaking the wrong things or you're not keeping your word, it hinders you from really, truly uh, believing God's word. Amen. And when you really need to believe God's word, it's all messed up. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so we need to have uh, moral excellence. In Psalms 15, 1 through 5, it says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He does not backbite with his tongue, nor does, he, do, does he, uh, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend in whose eyes the vile person is despised. But he honors those who fear the Lord. And notice this one right here. He swears to his own hurt and does not change. What does that mean? He swears to his own hurt and does that. That means he keeps his promises. That means he follows through. In other words, Jesus said, yes, you yet, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything more of that is evil. In other words, listen, don't promise something you can't carry out. Amen. Don't say, oh yeah, I'm going to be there and not show up. Why? Because that's going to corrupt your faith. That's going to corrupt your, your, your whole faith system that you're basing God's word as being true. It's going to corrupt your system. And a corrupted system will cause us to fall. Amen? And so we got to guard our, our minds. we got to guard our hearts because out of it flows the issues of life. you got to guard what you look at. you got to guard what you listen to. you got to guard what you think on. 
you got to guard your heart. And so, and when you start doing that and you keep a clear conscience, then, then you're going to have, uh, you're going to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit much easier. And he's going to be able to lead you and guide you in the smallest details of life. The Bible said there's going to be some that will depart from the faith. Some will depart. Heeding to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. What does that mean? That means if we start going into the dark side and we're not repenting and we keep doing the wrong things, you can sear your conscience where you can't hear from God anymore. And if you can't hear from God, God, you won't hear when God wants to bless you and you won't hear the warnings of God and your life can be cut short. Amen. Is this helping anybody today? So we got to maintain a tender conscience before the Lord. We got to maintain a tender conscience, protect your conscience at all costs. Amen. And when we do that, I'm telling you, we'll have a boldness in our faith. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We will stand bold before the enemy. Yes. We will stand bold and we will decree the promises of God without without any limitations, without any hesitation, because we know that we're walking right with God. Amen. Yes. And our own hearts aren't condemning us. Amen. We're walking right upright before God and we're hearing clearly and God is leading us and guiding us into all truth. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it this morning? Say I'm protecting my conscience. conscience. One that's one key to hearing from the Lord. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness today. And I thank you, Father God. Every time, Lord, that we say no to you, we are hardening our hearts and we are searing our conscience and keeping us from hearing the good things that you want to say to us. And there's people out here, perhaps in this audience, perhaps watching online, that that keep saying no to the invitation of Jesus. And if you continue to say no, your heart will get so hard that it will be almost impossible for you to receive Jesus. And the Bible says today is the day of salvation. You may not have another opportunity. So today is the day that you receive life. The Bible says choose this day you serve. Choose life. So I want to encourage you today, if you've never received Jesus as your personal Savior, do that today. Get a heart transformation today so you can get hooked in with God, so He can reveal His love to you, so He can protect you, so He can help you live a long, prosperous life. Say this if you're ready to receive Christ today. Say this and mean it in your heart. Say, Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I'm turning fully to you. I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.